0: News Talk on Demand. Interruption-free audio. Where you want it, when you want it. Davis Remenda. Did you plug in the vehicle last night? Oh, absolutely, I did. Yeah. So yesterday at this time, it was minus 17. Right now, it's minus 31. Extreme wind chill warning, people. That's the order of the day for today. Hmm. What else is shaking for today? Uh... Oh, how did Dennis Shapovalov do? Unfortunately,
1: lost to one of the best to ever do it.
0: Yeah, Raphael Nadal. Okay, glad to have you along, Gerald Bowman for Brent Lauchs. Once again, extreme cold, as I said. That's what we're going to be talking a lot about for today. Right now, 31. The wind chill is minus 40. Crank the furnace. Hopefully, the vehicle is plugged in. It's going to be a brick this morning, that vehicle, if it's parked outside. Give it that time to warm up. Uh, guess wise show producer Davis, what do we got coming up for today? Uh,
1: at 7.15, we're going to have Carol Cooley, Saskatoon Public Library CEO, Uh, There was a new design report that came out about the new Central Library downtown, so we're going to get the latest on that. And then just an hour after that, at 8.15, we're going to hear from Laurie O'Connor with the Saskatoon Food Bank and Learning Center. She's going to tell us the impact they've been seeing about, obviously, the rising prices of food and the supply chain issues that they're having. So we're going to get an update from Ms. O'Connor on that.
0: Thanks a lot, Davis, for that show wrap. Also coming up this morning, uh, we'll talk more about the, the big truck convoy that's made its way through Saskatchewan yesterday. Also, Premier Scott Moe uh, and uh, the Health Minister, Paul Merriman, with a briefing, media briefing yesterday. And the end result? Well, nothing new. No r- new restrictions, anything like that, but we'll get some comments from uh, Premier Scott Moe, Ryan Miley as well. Clark Gillies, we're going to hear some just a great story from Bob Bourne. Bob Bourne is a uh, fellow teammate of Clark Gillies. Clark Gillies passing away on Friday. Great player with the New York Islanders. And uh, Bob Bourne was with uh, the Green Zone yesterday. So we'll hear a story or two from Bob Bourne. Saskatoon Blades. Staying with hockey, Saskatoon Blades, well, they've been shut down. Uh, COVID goes through the team. I think at least nine players affected. So they were supposed to be in Medicine Hat tonight. no. They were supposed to be in Lethbridge for tomorrow. No, they're staying home. So, uh, again, and it's happened with most of the teams. Whether well, it be the Western Hockey League, the SJHL, what have you. Uh, just, it's happening. COVID strikes and uh, games postponed. All right, let's do some weather. 622 right now in Saskatoon. Minus 31 wind chill. Minus 40. Your guaranteed high for today, minus 10. Speaking of guaranteed highs, so yesterday, the guaranteed high, all powered by FlowRite Mechanical, minus 13, that's where we hit, minus 13 with the actual high from yesterday, $150, now at $175, and again, today's guaranteed high, minus 10 degrees. Yesterday morning, it was heard live right here on 650 CKOM, a media briefing, the latest on COVID with Premier Scott Moe and Health Minister Paul Merriman. And more or less, the message was steady as she goes. Scott Moe says, you know, COVID right now, it's spreading in places that uh, have them, other provinces. But here in Saskatchewan, we're going to stay the course.
2: We are not going to impose additional restrictions that cause significant harm for no significant benefit. We do this without locking down, without taking away people's freedoms and without disrupting everyone's life which is why we have chosen uh, to avoid increasing those public health measures and increasing uh, the policies uh, surrounding
0: lockdowns. I picked up on this question from one of the reporters asking, so in December, the message was we might bring in gathering restrictions. So the question was what happened from then until now? But even if we look at the larger, uh, more holistic numbers, Saskatchewan's current rate of
2: hospitalizations and ICU admissions is... Um, below the national rate as well, uh, and as well below a number of provinces that have imposed much more stringent public health measures and much more stringent lockdowns than we have here in Saskatchewan. For instance, in the case of Quebec, the province that has likely the largest or most extreme lockdown policies in place in Canada, um, they currently have just under 40 hospitalization admissions per 100,000 people. That's nearly double the rate that we have here in Saskatchewan.
0: As mentioned, Health Minister Paul Merriman was also there, and he was talking about how hospitals in this province are getting ready to deal with a surge of more patients as the fifth wave moves on. He says there is room. The province right now at about 85% capacity, but in larger centers, they're at capacity, while in some rural areas, it's more like 70%. It doesn't make any sense for us to be uh, in a position where we're over capacity in Saskatoon and Regina, yet uh, there might be another hospital out in the system that isn't at capacity. Yesterday, we also heard from NDP leader Ryan Miley. The way that he
1: downplays the seriousness of this, the way that he denies the modelling, it is multiple forms of dishonesty uh, that uh, this man continues to repeat. So this is someone who constantly panders to extremist constantly puts politics and the wedges within their own party ahead of the public health and interests of Saskatchewan.
0: NDP leader Ryan Miley responding to the COVID media briefing from yesterday. 6.45, good morning. Tuesday morning, it is a bitterly, bitterly cold morning. Extreme cold warnings for much of the province. Also, Prairie Spirit School Division, no surprise, all buses, The all buses have been canceled for this morning. They will revisit this this afternoon. So once again, Prairie Spirit School Division, all the buses are canceled for this morning. Later today, Major League Baseball will announce who gets in the latest class for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And it's really, really interesting because there are some that are on their last leg so to speak this is their last year of eligibility to get in I think it's like 10 years or something like that Barry Bonds hmm should he get in Roger Clemens Kurt Schilling Alex Rodriguez all with ties or connections with maybe performance enhancing drugs in the past Davis Romanda your thoughts who's getting in tonight any of those I believe,
1: I don't think any of them will really get in, although I think they should, Um, especially for Barry Bonds. If he's went this long without getting the proper number of votes, I don't really see him now, all these writers having a change of heart. In my opinion, all those guys at one point were the faces of their position, the faces of the league itself. And look, you can get into the whole steroid debate if you want, but I think there is a difference between taking steroids to hit a ball like there is in baseball as opposed to something like football or fighting where there's a little bit more physical consequences than hitting a ball with a bat.
0: Okay, so these players, they have to get at least 75% of the return ballots to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. My guess is no, they don't get in because, as I said, if there is a shred of evidence of any connection or that they actually did it, I don't think they're getting in. Uh, David Ortiz, probably, yeah, no, the greatest designated hitter of all time. Absolutely. I think so. I think he'll get in. I I think Ortiz, but there's rumblings about him from years past as well. But that was way back when, so... It will be interesting. I think it's around supper time, our time tonight. We'll find out about that.
1: It seems the writers are just trying to distance themselves in the Hall of Fame from the quote-unquote obvious ones in baseball.
0: Okay. Um, This is – how do I best describe this? It's it's a lighthearted story. It's a bizarre story. It reminds me of Weekend at Bernie's. It involves a dead man, and I'm saying it's a lighthearted story. Okay, bear with me here. Uh, The place is called Carlo, Ireland, over the weekend. Man goes into a post office and says, I'm here to collect a pension for a guy by the name of Peter Doyle. Well, the person says, well, no, Peter Doyle has to be here to collect his own pension. So the guy leaves, kind of a little bit of a huff, returns later with two others, and they're really close together. And they walk into this post office. Peter Doyle is 60-ish. He's one of the three. But Peter Doyle is being propped up by these two other guys. And the hat, there's a hat on Peter Doyle. And it's kind of low on his face. So, you know, the people at the post office, they're, okay, is he okay? Like, a woman saw these three... Enter the post office. She lives across the street. She told police that um, Peter Doyle looked unwell and his feet were dragging on the ground when he entered the post office. <laughs> the two men claim that Peter Doyle was, just had a heart attack and he was deceased. Then all of a sudden they figure, oh, this, the gig is up. They drop the body at the scene in the lobby of the post office and run away. Ambulance is called in. Peter Doyle, 66 years old, is pronounced dead at the scene. So now police are doing a whole investigation. Did he die at the post office? Was he dead earlier in the day? Was there foul play involved? Uh, They say they believe Peter Doyle was alive earlier that day rather than being dead for many hours. Foul play has been ruled out by police. (laughs) Arrests are expected to be made. But again, just one, one bizarre story coming out of Ireland. 6.54 yesterday through Saskatchewan, big, big truck convoy. And they're upset with a vaccine mandate from the federal government at the border in terms of being vaccinated, crossing the border, coming back into Canada. And as I said, many, many trucks and vehicles making their way through Saskatoon and also Regina and Balgoni. Let's bring in 650 CKOM's Britton Gray for a recap of the day that was yesterday.
3: Hundreds of semis and vehicles are met with cheers and honks as the truck and convoy made its way through Saskatchewan. Supporters were parked along the highways and at the Flying Jane Balgoni, waiting for hours for the convoy to go by. Miranda Gazier was with the convoy and came from Lloydminster. She says she's one of the organizers, and about 400 vehicles joined in on the convoy on their journey. It's been an absolute roller coaster, but no matter what you throw at us, we're never going to back down and we're never going to stop. Uh, freedom is essential in Canada. It's what we've built Canada on, and that's what we stand for, is absolute freedom in all aspects. What sparked this protest was recent government mandates that required truckers coming into Canada to be fully vaccinated or quarantined for 14 days. While she's not a trucker, she says she has family who are. I know just how important our truckers are. I mean, we want to talk about frontline heroes. We would have nothing without truckers, you know. So um, it's absolutely p- imperative to support our truckers, yeah. Before coming to Regina, the convoy went through Saskatoon where it was also greeted by hundreds of supporters. Tawanda Ebadine and her husband have been trucking for decades together. They were at the Saskatoon rally and appreciated those who turned out, even though they said they were taking a hit to the pocketbook.
1: I think people are just fed up with what they've been going through for the last two years. I'm unvaccinated, he's unvaccinated. He got stopped, I mean, he can't go across the border anymore since last week, so that's cutting into our revenue.
3: Don Patterson has been a trucker for 45 years and says there's multiple reasons for the protest.
1: High rate of fuel, They everything. Th- everything. Right. You know, like you, you, you've got to uh, do this so you can work. For two years we were the king of the roads now
0: we're we have to do
1: this to have a job
0: 650 ckom's britain gray with that report we'll have more on this coming up at the seven o'clock news ckom news time 657